You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh my God, that's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm still quelling. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's Talking Heads, Take Me to the River. Better known as the head of the Charles in Boston, Cambridge, which my next guest knows a lot about. I'm joined now by one of my favorite young surgeons at Cedars who trained at Harvard, the great Dr. Sean Raggi. Sean, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Dr. Clapper, thanks so much for having me. It's always great listening to your show and uh, being able to join you for it. I really appreciate it. So let's... Let's teach the audience because they're excited to meet you. Who are you? Where did you grow up? What did your dad do for a living? Why go to medical school? And of all things, why did you pick orthopedic surgery? All right. I should, I should take out my uh, personal statement for medical school right now. <laughs> so uh, my name is Dr. Sean Roger. I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, I grew up in a town called Arcadia, uh, close to Pasadena area. Grew up there, was uh, really big in music growing up. I was a drummer, I was a pianist. Um, in fact, I, I loved producing music uh, in, my, in my younger years, and that was a, a big hobby of mine. And um, over the years, I got exposed to uh, the world of medicine through, um, through my father and through his, his uh, he was in the business of, of, of medicine and entrepreneur in the field of radiology um, hmm. within the Los Angeles network kind of. Um, and so I got exposed to medicine through that way. It really intrigued me. It really, uh, I really uh, loved uh, whenever I met a doctor and understood how they could heal people. That, that power was just really exciting to me. And, and I really, uh, I looked up to that. So that inspiration was always there. Uh, meanwhile, I kept my, um, my music passion alive. In fact, when I went to UCLA uh, for college, I actually went there as a music major. I, I auditioned <laughs> in percussion. I, you know, played the rimba, the timpani, and it was the lead timpanist of the LA Philharmonic at that time who was leading the music program. And, and, and that's, that's what, what got me there to UCLA, and I loved it. And, you know, it was hours of daily practice. I did the marching band, um, you know, the UCLA football and, you know, halftime was game time at that point for us. <laughs> wow. Um, and so that was a good time. And, you know, right around that point in college in the first year or two, I, I made a, a decision that was, while I really loved the music, I didn't want to let go of that other passion I had to pursue medicine. So. I put my focus more towards the pre-medical path, did the biology courses, the physics courses, chemistry <laughs> courses, started to see how I can dive into that field more. And the more I did, a little, little bit at a time, um, that started to develop even further. And, and, and I saw that I was good at it. And in general, I was more of a um, the, the science type of person in class. I enjoyed the tests. I didn't enjoy writing the papers. So mm-hmm. the, the education was sort of lining up with me at that point. I did some research and basically started to go down the path. I mean, we, I got prepared for the MCAT. I ended up getting a, a Master's of Science in Global Medicine um, at <laughs> USC uh, because I had an interest in public health and I wanted to spend a little bit more time figuring out, making sure this is the right track for me. Ultimately, uh, I applied to medical school and went to Tufts uh, University School of Medicine in Boston 
Hmm. That's where my uh, experience in in Boston uh, really started. And I spent four years there uh, doing doing the whole medical school path. Really met some amazing people. I mean, uh, being going from L.A. to Boston is one of the best things I could have done in my education and, uh, and my getting all the experience I have today. And so that was fantastic. I really learned a lot and got exposed to orthopedics during my time there. And I got involved with the student groups. We had a orthopedic student group there. We did a lot. Of, I did a lot of research projects. And, you know, when it came to the cadaver lab, and, you know, as, as, as people don't know this, a large portion of medical school is, is being in the cadaver lab. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we thank all the people who donate their bodies for us to be able to, to learn the anatomy that we need to. But it was the joints that always interested me. It was when we got to the knee and the hip and understanding mm-hmm. the different parts of it, the bone to the cartilage. And, and it made sense to me. It was always something a little less abstract. In general, I like being a little bit more, uh, as much as I can be, uh, identifying things that are more black and white as mm-hmm. opposed to trial and error. And so that part of the uh, of the field was uh, matched my personality. I could see it on the X-ray. I could see it on the MRI. And you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, you I could touch it. I could see it. And so mm-hmm. being able to have all that made sense to me. And I said, oh, I, I understand this. I can fix this. I can help people. And that really took me down the path of flying to orthopedic surgery. And at that point, there's a, a process where you apply to orthopedic surgery residency, where it's, it's sort of a match system, meaning you go interview with 10 or 15 places. And I went and did that. And I had a strong application um, because of all my research. And, and it, was, it was exciting. It's basically going there, you selling yourself to them, them selling yourself to you. And then everyone makes their list of one through 15, and uh, meaning I make my top choices from 1 to 15, the programs make their applicants, and then a computer system matches it all together. Mm. And um, at that point, I really liked Cedars-Sinai's program, although it was a very young program. And uh, I decided to take on that risk of taking this newer program because Mm -hmm. I really saw the potential. I came there for my residency in orthopedic surgery. I spent five years there during that time there. Um, you know, I came back a year later. I, I got married uh, here in Los Angeles. and That was definitely an exciting moment for me. Um, and that's been definitely a part of my success throughout this time being married. I have a little daughter now. And so mm. having that alongside my orthopedic um, endeavors has been really uh, fantastic. Then at Peter Sinai got to work with people like yourself, Dr. Robert Clapper, Dr. Brad Tannenberg, Fitzer, mm-hmm. Guy Paymont, a lot of people that showed me how to take on the challenges of joint replacement, taking these mangled joints of people mm-hmm. who just want to be able to get that quality of life back. And honestly, to be able to give people that active lifestyle they want back is 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 really satisfying. And so that's what drove me to go into hip and knee replacements and hip and knee arthritis and finding the best solutions for people, whether it's non-operative or operative. And at that point in my career, I had another decision to make because, you know, every five years or a few years, we, we, we're, we're at this another landmark where we have to do something else to take it to the next level. And that was to, to really get a, a specialization within orthopedic mm-hmm. surgery. And Well, that's what I, I want to get into. So save yeah. that. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have you stay on the line because that's so many things about you fascinate me. But I want to know what that moment was like when you're walking around at Harvard. Take me back to the first day where you're pinching yourself, going, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be able to say for the rest of my life that I trained 
at Harvard. So think about that. We're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills. And when we come back, I need to hear what that was like for you to kind of explain what must have gone through the head of Ryan Fitzpatrick in the NFL and Jerry Harrison with Talking Heads. What does Harvard mean? Because you're already smart, but what does it do to a smart person? So hang on. Weekend Warriors, we'll pay some bills. We'll come back. We're we're talking to the great Dr. Sean Rajay from Cedars-Sinai. I'm having so much fun. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.